This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Friday, June the 10th, 2022. Hope everybody's having a great end of their week. Headlines is your one-stop shop for everything professional wrestling. We scour all the social media sites and the various wrestling websites to give you a comprehensive detail of what's happening in the world of professional wrestling so you can get back to your day. Headlines is a daily podcast that you can find anywhere you find your local podcasts. With that being said, let's get right to the headlines. Over on wrestling news. Jeff Jarrett reveals his reactions when he found out AJ Styles was leaving TNA Wrestling. During the latest edition of My World with Jeff Jarrett podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett commented on AJ Styles' departure from TNA Wrestling, his reactions to leaving the company, and so much more. Now, on Styles being forced out of TNA, he would say, and I quote, I resigned December 21st, 2013. Early December is when the Carters put the nail in the coffin for me and Toby, meaning Toby Keith, who acquire the majority interest. We knew that that was game, set, match. It was not happening. I knew I had to go. I knew I was moving. I knew Dixie's position on all of this because, for lack of better words, the financial death spiral the company was in. AJ's money was getting cut. They wanted to cut AJ's money, but not his dates, they said. If you're cutting my money, I'm cutting my dates, AJ said. He wanted in his contract. If everybody is going to be cutting things, this is a complete mess. I knew we were last to produce any more TV. 
I told my attorney, I'm going to see TV and I'm going to do everything I can to make the very best of what is left. It's kind of fitting that the very last match I produced in TNA was AJ Styles' world title match. I had a lot of fun with AJ. AJ was so willing to commit to the product and he was going to resign. I found this out later. He said some awful things to the attorneys that had divulged them. They basically forced AJ against the, his will. It's amazing, truly amazing how committed AJ was to the brand. He was TNA through and through and essentially he was forced out. If you'd like to find out more about what happened with AJ Styles as he and TNA ended their relationship, check out Ryan Clark's article which is trending right now on eWrestling News. John Cena reflects on his WWE debut and now, looking back, has mixed feelings on it. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour for eWrestling News. WWE recently posted a video where John Cena watched his debut match with Kurt Angle that took place nearly 20 years ago. According to Cena, he found out about this just hours before the show began and he had mixed feelings about it. Here are some of the highlights about finding out about his debut match just at the last minute. He would go on to say, and I quote, I found out at 2.45 p.m. in the afternoon that I'd be wrestling Kurt Angle. I had one meeting with Vince McMahon before this, and I was pushed into his office, and Michael Hayes asked me, what do you want to do with this? And Mr. McMahon's first sentence to me was, it was a short meeting, he said. Cut the effing hair. Oh. I was out of his office. On wishing he and Kurt Angle could have slowed down in their match, he would go on to say, I mean, you look back at stuff like this, and I definitely would have done better with the idea of ruthless aggression, but it embodied what we were doing at that time, just wearing boots and tights. And, I mean, you could go down the rabbit hole for yourself if you want. But my look was the identity of my character, which was about my demeanor, and it was all about those small nuances at the time. It was just a bunch of stuff. I guess the goal was just to try to make me tired. That was a test. It was an ability to see if I could still sell tickets. You know what? It was weird. Here we are 20 years later. I got an accidental match against the top performer and it was kind of like an inside joke to see if he could get me exhausted. If you'd like to find out more about what John Cena had to say about his first match against Kurt Angle, definitely check out the article trending right now on eWrestling News. Continuing with the headlines, Thunder Rose is making news today. Thunder Rose reveals who she'd like to face in AEW. Ryan Clark's writing in this hour. During a recent interview with PW Insider, AEW World Champion Thunder Rosa commented on raising money for the school shooting victims that had happened most recently in Texas. On raising money for the victims, she says, well, first of all, thank you so much for being open to helping spread the word. It's been hard to get my very close, close friends and everyone else I work with. I'm trying to do the best thing that we can do. I was going to try to help out with as much of the expenses as I could. Rosa is being a big activist and wanting to help out as much as she can for the victims. Now, on different ideas that she has about who she would like to face in AEW. She says, and I quote, there's a couple, definitely. I would like to wrestle Jamie Hayter. She's such a hard hitter. It's always been a pleasure to be in the ring with her. Next is Chris Statlander. I've not been able to wrestle her ever since I got to AEW. I would love to wrestle her. And there's so many more. Athena, Tony Storm, Ruby Soho. I would love to wrestle all of them in the coming weeks. I think they are such great talents and I would love to wrestle Allie. I think I could have a great storyline with her. Now, she commented on her recent match she had with Serena Deeb. She went on to quote, I feel really, really well about that match. We done some great stuff. I hugged Serena and I said, we did it. You know, like we got through a great performance. It was 17 minutes. It was such a hot crowd and people were so invested in what we were doing. The super high spots, the flips and everything. And it was pure wrestling and good storytelling. If you'd like to find out more about what Thunder Rosa had to say, not only about her match that she recently had with Serena Deeb, the women she would like to compete against an AEW, but everything she would like to do to help the families out in Texas. Read the article that's trending right now by Ryan Clark. Let's go ahead and let's talk about Booker T, the former 
WWE superstar and now Hall of Famer has a lot to say about the current state of professional wrestling, specifically in AEW. Booker T reacts to the several top injuries that are occurring to some of the stars. On CM Punk's injury and AEW's current storyline situation with top stars being out, such as Adam Cole and Brian Danielson as well, along with Kenny Omega. He would go on to say, I was talking to Paul Heyman about this very exact situation. He was talking about how Punk did the crowd dive and banged his foot on the barrier. I really don't know how the injury happened. Well, I mean, you got Punk down. Kenny Omega's out. Brian Danielson's down. I think Scorpio Sky said they just tried to pull something off with Jeff Hardy. He's still injured to a certain extent. Well, I'm going to tell you, man, it's not going to get any easier, okay? The way the matches are set up and designed, it's going to cause a lot of casualties as far as guys getting hurt. They need to pull it back just a little bit. Now, on the recent stirring of injuries in AEW, Booker T would go on to say, you remember how I talked about once you start doing something, you can't stop doing it? You got to keep doing it because that's what the fans want to see. When a promoter books you, he books you for that reason. It's a jumping off spot for some point moving forward they're going to have to figure out how they can perform and work through a 365 day schedule because you can't always do all that crazy stuff because it's going to have to stop. It really doesn't stop right now, but it will. They've got all these major players that are down right now. If you'd like to find out more about what Booker T had to say about the style AEW wrestlers are using right now, check out his article right now over on eWrestling News and Ryan Clark. Andrew Ravens is writing in this hour about Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling's Thursday night ratings are officially in. This week's Impact Wrestling on on Access TV drew 121,000 viewers according to Showbuzz Daily. Now, it's up from last week's show that drew 116,000. Impact Wrestling brought in a 0.03 in the key demo of 18 to 49, which was exactly the same it did in the prior week. If you'd like to find out more about the analytics, follow Andrew Raven over on E-Wrestling News as he has all of the details. Brandon Ewing is writing in this hour about Road Dog. Road Dog criticizes Jurassic Express for holding the AEW tag team titles. During the latest edition of Oh, You Didn't Know podcast, the Road Dog gave his reasons why he believes the Jurassic Express, comprised of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, should not be the tag team champions. On the titles being on the wrong team, he would say, and I quote, AEW's got a great tag team division. I don't think they have their tag titles on the right people right now, but that's just my opinion. I know the fans might argue differently, but I just think they got too many other really good teams. Now, who he believes should be the AEW tag team champions. If you're going to use Moxley and Brian Danielson as a tag team, if you don't put the tag titles on them, I don't know what you're doing. I think you put the tag titles on them and then you give them back to another younger tag team at some point, being able to, to dangle that carrot at the top. Once again, you've got the combat club right now. That's a big deal. Now, despite what everything is going on right now, Lucha Express is still one of the most popular tag teams in AEW. Road Dog still has his feelings about tag team wrestling as he is one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, even in WWE. If you'd like to find out more about this, follow Brandon Ewing as he has this article trending right now on e-wrestling news let's talk a little mlw ace romero joins mlw's battle riot show that's coming up major league wrestling has announced that ace romero will be joining the aew battle riot event that's happening on june 23rd from the melrose ballroom in new york city now the official announcement was ace romero is joining the battle riot event and the subsequent tv tapings that will be happening in new york city on june the 23rd now tickets are limited but you can go ahead and get them at mlwnyc.com or you can go over to Eventbrite. Ace Romero will step into an MLW ring for the first time in three years as a super heavyweight entrance. He will put through shockwaves through the entire federation. If you'd like to find out more about this, follow Brandon Ewing as he has more information currently at 
AE Wrestling News. Brandon Ewan's also writing about Athena. The new addition to the AEW women's division says she was nervous before her AEW debut. AEW star Athena was recently interviewed by Complex Unsanctioned, and she spoke about how nervous she was about her debut with the company at Double or Nothing. This is what she had to say. I knew for longer than what people know that that's the place I really wanted to be. When you look at the AEW pay-per-views, I'm seeing all my friends that I used to work with on the indies, and they're finally getting the platform they deserve. Man, they look like they're having so much fun too. I have to be a part of it. I kept sitting there, and the more and more I watch it, the more I was looking at AEW and longing to be there. Then, maybe it sounds cliche, but Jade Cargo came on my radar, and everything she's done in the company, and I'm so impressed with her. I knew that that's absolutely where I wanted to be, but I was still nervous as well. If you'd like to read what she had to say about the night she came out and what happened behind the curtain before she stepped out, definitely read this article. That is trending at E-Wrestling News by Brandon Ewing. Let's go ahead and let's keep the headlines rolling right now. Andrew Ravens is writing at this hour that Virgil is upset with Ted DiBiase for not reaching out to him while he battles cancer and dementia. Now, Virgil took to Twitter to blast Ted DiBiase Sr. for not reaching out to him, as Virgil is dealing with health problems. Of course, Virgil played the role of DiBiase's bodyguard on WWE television from 1987 to 1991. Virgil is battling dementia and currently suffered two massive strokes in addition to fighting stage 2 colon cancer. He's also included in a 2020 article about Ted DiBiase Sr. being accused of raking in more than $2 million from a Mississippi welfare fund. He would go on to say, this is Virgil, I'm sitting here hurting, hustling my ass off and these guys don't even bother to call me or ask how I'm doing. I'm trying to do my best and get laughed at all these years. The later I am in life, the more I see. Sometimes you just have to buck up with your problems. That's life. If you'd like to find out more what's going on with Virgil, please go ahead and cruise on over to eWrestling News as they have all of the latest on him. Joshua Jones is writing in at this hour. News on Vince McMahon. He's trying to shop his memoir to various publishers. Vince McMahon's autobiography is said to be in the works right now. The New York Post page six reported on Thursday that McMahon is currently shopping around a memoir to publishers this week, and it will focus on McMahon building WWE. Now, page six also wrote that the deal could be imminent and the memoir will be told in Vince's voice about the rise of WWE and his life around it. Now, Dave Meltzer, the wrestling observer, also had this to say about the memoir. Representatives of Vince McMahon are shopping around the major book companies in the idea of an autobiography of Vince to talk about how he built WWE. The New York Post reported this week saying that everyone has been mum trying to keep this whole project secret. It would attempt to go head-to-head with the other publications that are getting written out there right now, such as Stan Lee. Now, Simon & Schuster is also looking at it, Ringmaster is also looking at it, and it would be coming out if it did early next year. This book project, and they asked me to be a part of it, Meltzer said. With that book, we never know. He'd been working on it since 2020, and it would include help from various people in WWE as well. If you'd like to find out more about what's happening with Vince McMahon's Memoirs Project, Joshua Jones has the article trending right now over on eWrestling News. Brandon Ewan's also writing ticket sale information for upcoming WWE events. Now, here's a complete breakdown of some recent WWE ticket events, which also include tonight's SmackDown. SmackDown currently has 4,170 76 tickets sold as of this. A WWE live event tomorrow night in Las Cruces, New Mexico has sold 4,283 tickets right now. Another WWE live event in Cape Girardeau has 2,128 tickets. A live event on Sunday in Albuquerque already has 3,516 tickets. WWE Monday Night Raw, which will be coming from Wichita, Kansas, has 2,920 tickets out as well. Now, some other ones that are coming up that have tickets. WWE on their event in Lincoln, Nebraska, 
Nebraska has 4,660 tickets out. SmackDown on June 24th has 4,307 tickets out. Raw in Laredo, Texas will feature the return of John Cena has 3,585 tickets out. And the SmackDown on July 1st in Phoenix has 4,908 tickets out as well. If you'd like to find out more about all the tickets and the logistics, go ahead and follow Brandon Ewing as he has all that information trending right now over at E-Wrestling News. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the tickets for Forbidden Door. Ticket sale information for AEW's upcoming Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Here's a complete breakdown of the recent ticket sales for upcoming AEW events, which do include the Forbidden Door. Now, the event has already sold 15,409 tickets, which is quite impressive. Next Wednesday's AEW Dynamite from St. Louis, Missouri, 4,043 tickets out. AEW's Dynamite in Milwaukee already has 4,110 tickets out. AEW in Detroit, which will have blood and guts, already has 9,628 tickets out as well. Now, Dynamite in Rochester on July 6th has 4,109 tickets out. AEW in Savannah, Georgia has 3,210 tickets out. AEW in Duluth, Georgia has 3,155 tickets out. And AEW in Worcester, Massachusetts has 4,550 tickets still out. If you'd like to find out more about the ticket sales and all the logistics happening within AEW, go ahead and follow Brandon Ewing right now over on E-Wrestling News. Also coming in today, real reason why Trish Jericho was not in the Casino Battle Royal on AEW Dynamite. Brandon Ewing's writing at this hour, some wrestling fans were puzzled as to why Jericho was not part of the AEW Dynamite Battle Royal this past Wednesday night. Now, according to a report from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Jericho was not scheduled to be on the show due to a family vacation he had booked months in advance. Coincidentally, there was a scheduling conflict between the two, and Jericho could not attend the show for that reason. If you'd like to find out more about what's going on with Chris Jericho, go ahead and continue to follow Brandon Ewing on social media and on E-Wrestling News. Joshua Jones is writing in at this hour, Sami Zayn believes WWE booked Alicia Fox really poorly. Alicia Fox debuted on SmackDown as the wedding planner for Vicky Guerrero and Edge's wedding many, many years ago. Since her arrival on SmackDown, she has been WWE Divas Champion and appeared in a reality TV show, Total Divas, which was on the E! Network. WWE officially began announcing her as a legend following WWE reunion episode in 2019. Now, while Fox has accomplished quite a lot in WWE, there is still someone who believes WWE booked her poorly on the main roster. While speaking on Corey Graves' After the Bell podcast, former Intercontinental Champion Sami Zayn talked about the importance of logical storytelling and mentioned the booking of Alicia Fox in particular. He would go on to say, This was a thing with the girls a few years ago, Zayn said. It's gotten much better now, but I remember, especially on house shows, one week the girls would be good guys, and the next they'd be bad guys. Or even on TV, Alicia Fox would be a good guy one week and then a bad guy the next week. How can you get a fan base to latch on to any character when there's so much inconsistency? Now, Sami Zayn has remained a heel on SmackDown since joining forces with his former NXT rival Kevin Owens during his feud with Shane McMahon. He's currently somewhat involved with the Bloodline, often feuding with Drew McIntyre. Although Zayn has more inner knowledge of what's going on backstage than the average viewer, he also thinks WWE can sometimes be slightly inconsistent with their storylines. If you'd like to find out more about what he had to say about that, go ahead and follow the article Joshua Jones has trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. Let's go ahead and let's find out a little bit more what's going on with MJF. Many people are wondering how MJF is getting along these days, even though he's not been on AEW television. Joshua Jones is writing, MJF has had the talk of the wrestling industry since he dropped the infamous pipe bomb on AEW Dynamite a couple of weeks ago. But since then, fans have seen AEW doing whatever they can to avoid mentioning him on TV and on social media. There are even reports that the network is having a mandate to get rid of all MJF on upcoming promotional materials. While some still believe the entire situation is at work, news on this developing story may suggest otherwise, and the company is planning to stretch this story out for longer.
long as possible. According to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer, the company is doing whatever it needs to give off the impression that MJF is gone from the company. This also means foregoing short-term financial gains and asking Warner Brothers Discovery to put MJF from all of their material pulling him. Meltzer also added the company wants people to think MJF is gone and has even gone so as far as having the announcers never mention him on TV. It's also been noted that while there were speculation that MJF had signed a contract extension during the meeting with Tony Khan after Double or Nothing, Meltzer emphasized that nobody knows what's going on and nobody knows if there was a contract or if there are any details of what happened that meeting. Meltzer also expects MJF to be on TV, but no warning has been given out to when that may happen. Regarding the rumors of MJF having booked a flight out of Las Vegas the night before Double or Nothing, Meltzer added it was very clear MJF and his crew had leaked that rumor to make fans believe that he wouldn't show up on the show. If you'd like to read more about what's happening with MJF, Joshua Jones has the article trending on eWrestling News and follow Joshua Jones on all forms of social media. The Rock is making news today and he's proud of some WWE superstars. The Rock Dwayne Johnson is proud of Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins following their recent Hell in a Cell match. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has praised Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins for putting on a quality match at WWE Hell in a Cell. Of course, Rhodes wrestled with a completely torn pectoral muscle. Rhodes was victorious in the bout over Rollins and then he recently had successful surgery yesterday. The Rock praised the two men on Twitter and said the following, holy shit, proud of you both, you and Seth, go make your money. If you'd like to follow more about what's going on with this, go ahead and follow Andrew Ravens as he is all, all the details right now over at Wrestling Inc. Let's go ahead and let's keep the headlines rolling right now. Plans for WWE Raw Wrestler on tonight's SmackDown and Roman Reigns has been pulled yet again. Andrew Ravens is writing at this hour. Matt Riddle confirmed earlier this week that he'd be appearing on tonight's episode of SmackDown to get his title match with Roman Reigns. Now, as noted, WWE is no longer planning for that bout to happen at Money in the Bank, but it still could take place on TV. WWE's website is no longer advertising Reigns for tonight's SmackDown. However, Fightful Select reports that Riddle is still planned to be at the show with the idea that he will be doing an angle with Sami Zayn. Now, one of the angles presented was Sami Zayn making an attempt to get Riddle off of SmackDown by beating him in a match where the stipulation would be if Zayn wins, Riddle is barred from SmackDown. If you'd like to find out more about this, check out SmackDown that airs tonight and continue to follow Andrew Ravens here on eWrestling News. If you're enjoying the headlines, continue to follow headlines. It's your one-stop podcast each and every day to bring you all the latest headlines from WWE, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, MLW, and many others. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get back to the news. Plans for John Cena at WWE SummerSlam? What could they be? Andrew Ravens is writing at this hour, WWE has already confirmed that John Cena will return to WWE on June the 27th episode of Monday Night Raw in Laredo, Texas. It's being built around Cena celebrating 20 years since being on the main roster. It was reported in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that there's been talk amongst people in WWE that Cena and Theory will set up their match for SummerSlam. The idea is to elevate Theory to a higher level. Now, it's still unclear whether United States Champion will be on the line during the match or not. If you'd like to find out more about this, Andrew Ravens has this article trending right now over on eWrestling News. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about money in the bank. So many people have been pulled for money in the bank right now, but what is the goal right now of money in the bank and where do we stand as of right now? WWE Money in the Bank is less than a month away, but only a few matches have been officially announced for the event. 
Both bouts include Raw Women's Championship Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley, as well as the men and women's Money in the Bank ladder matches. The undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns will not be at the event this year, as WWE nixed plans for Reigns to be at the show. Originally, he was slated to defend the title against Matt Riddle. Now, WWE had nixed another match involving Riddle. Dave Meltzer reported in the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Newsletter that the Usos versus Riddle and Shinsuke Nakamura was scheduled for the show, but WWE did not mention the match recently on SmackDown. Now, the plan is for the Street Profits to face the Usos for the tag team titles. The Street Profits earned their title shot in a storyline after beating the Usos on Raw this past week. Another bout slated for the show is the United States Champion, Theory versus Bobby Lashley. When Reigns was pulled from the show, Brock Lesnar was also removed from advertising as well. Lesnar is still advertised for SummerSlam, while the plan is for Reigns to defend his title against Randy Orton at that show. Now, in addition to Reigns and Lesnar, the original poster featured Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. The second poster had Cody Rhodes, Matt Riddle, Rhea Ripley, and the Street Profits on it. The latest poster features Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. If you'd like to find out more about the ever-evolving saga within WWE, Andrew Ravens has this article trending right now over at E-Wrestling News. Continuing on with the news today, Vince McMahon laughed backstage after Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out. Thomas Lawson is writing at this hour that the reaction to the two women walking out, well, kind of seemed humorous to Vince McMahon. WWE CEO Vince McMahon laughed backstage after Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out on Raw. During the May 16th episode of Raw, Banks and Naomi left the show due to creative differences in the planned main event. Banks and Naomi disagreed with the plans for them to enter singles feuds on SmackDown and on Raw, believing it lessened the importance of their tag team victories they had. Now, on commentary, Corey Graves said the two had acted unprofessionally and walked out. Speaking to After the Bell podcast, the Raw commentator addressed the backlash that he received. He would then go and say, I walked back through the curtain and I walked up to our fearless leader and he had a grin on his face. Hey, it's live TV. Nothing can get wrong, right? And he just laughed and shook my hand and went about his business. Now, Banks and Naomi have been stripped of the tag team titles and are serving an indefinite suspension. It's been reported that both women's contracts are set to expire this year. If you'd like to find out more about this, Thomas Lawson has this article trending right now on E-Wrestling News. Continuing with the news, Bruce Pritchard has announced that he will undergo some surgery. WWE Senior Vice President Bruce Pritchard is set to go under, undergo surgery next week to deal with a torn rotator cuff. On the latest episode of Something to Wrestle podcast, Pritchard confirmed the news by saying, I have a torn rotator cuff, tendon, clean off the bone, ain't nothing there. I'm going to get it fixed. I'm going to get it fixed next Wednesday, he said. Six months, a six-month rehab. When asked, Pritchard said that he wishes that he had an interesting story about how the injury actually occurred. He said, I changed my diet. I started working out, started getting healthy and feeling good. I put on weight because I'm working out. I'm getting stronger and all this good stuff. But my shoulder was bugging me. I was going in for treatments on it for my shoulder. And one day I looked in the mirror and my entire right arm is black and blue. The ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. I went to the doctor and he said, what's all this bruising from? Then he looked at it. He said, you tore your bicep clean off the bone from your shoulder. Pritchard did not state whether he'll miss any time producing Raw or SmackDown due to the surgery. E-Wrestling News obviously wants to wish him the very best in his upcoming surgery. Once again, if you're enjoying this podcast, please continue to follow Headlines. It's your one-stop shop for everything that's happening in the world of professional wrestling. We go in-depth with all the different federations to give you the news of what's happening in front and behind of the camera. Thomas Lawson's also writing in this hour, Ric Flair calls out wrestling icon for WWE Slam 2022 match. Two-time WWE Hall of Famer could be getting back in the ring with Vince McMahon if he gets his way. On July 31st, Flair will have his last match as part of StarCast 5 and reportedly be in a six-man tag 
featuring FTR to face the Rock and Roll Express and a mystery partner. Speaking on his To Be The Man podcast, Flair called out Vince McMahon by saying, I'm gonna text Vince today and say, I think you should try and have one last encounter at SummerSlam. We deserve it. Before I retire the next day, Vince McMahon against Ric Flair. I'll take the bumps. Vince just punches me. I'll take a blade. The crowd will go crazy. I'll fall on my face. How easy is that? Flair and McMahon faced off back in 2002 at the Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble with Flair getting the win. The co-owners of the WWE at the time would have a rematch later that year, which McMahon would get the win back to get full ownership of the company. And WWE SummerSlam 2022 will take place from the Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee, and on July the 30th, the day before Flair's last match. You can keep up with everything that is Ric Flair if you follow Thomas Lawson over on E! wrestling news. Continuing with the headlines, there is more going on as far as the confrontation with MVP and Chris Jericho. Now, Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour, Chris Jericho has never been one to shy away from confrontation with anyone, including WWE star MVP. AEW held a dynamite in Houston, Texas on May the 18th, and after the show, some wrestlers were hanging out at the hotel. Jericho was talking with Matt Hardy when MVP showed up at the hotel and things got out of hand. Meltzer reported in the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Newsletter that the hotel that the confrontation happened at was at about at 1 o'clock in the morning. Meltzer stated that people didn't know really what was going on, and many thought MVP was just joking around until it became clear he wasn't. It was said that nothing bad happened even though it was a tense situation, and Jericho got the last word in as he told MVP he doesn't fight jobbers. When he got in the elevator, MVP was screaming about it in the lobby. They had a falling out about 18 months ago in late 2020. Jericho commented on the 2020 U.S. presidential election results via Twitter, and MVP told him, you better delete this tweet. Chris Jericho had said at the time, I'm not a political person, but it is strange to anyone else that the first time ever we had to wait two days, five days, ten days to find out who the president in the race was. And then MVP commented with, delete this. For more information about what's happening in this saga between the two, Andrew Ravens has all of this trending right now over at E-Wrestling News. Thomas Lawson is also writing in at this hour, ex-AEW star is reportedly heading to Impact Wrestling. Former AEW star Jack Evans will reportedly be trying his luck in Impact Wrestling very soon. Evans signed with AEW in 2019, but his contract expired this past April, and the two sides could not come to an agreement on an extension. In the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter, it was reported that Evans is heading to Impact, but there's no timetable for his debut. Impact Wrestling Slammiversary 2022 will take place next week, June the 19th. For more information on everything that's going on within AEW and Impact Wrestling, Thomas Lawson has this article trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. In further news trending right now, many stars may be reportedly returning to AEW very, very soon. Now, as many of you know, Kenny Omega, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson are all injured right now, along with world champion CM Punk. But there is some signs that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Several stars will be turning to All Elite Wrestling soon, according to the company's president, Tony Khan. On Twitter, Khan brought up several returns in a tweet thanking fans for supporting AEW Dynamite. Now, Khan did not specify how many wrestlers would be returning or who they would be, but he does want the fans to know that he does 
appreciate their support and that they will all return soon. With that being said, that's all the headlines trending right now for Friday, June the 10th, 2022. Remember, headlines, as I've said before, is your one-stop shop for everything pro wrestling. Find out what's going on with your favorite stars in your favorite promotions without having to scour all the wrestling websites. We go ahead and take a look at social media and the websites to bring you a comprehensive podcast so you can get back to your day. With that being said, I am Mike Freeland. Have a great weekend, and this has been Headlines. The world of NLW Radio never stops.